Lyric Santiago stepped into a pair of diamond-encrusted Louboutins. They merely twinkled as if they were paste jewels when compared to the fabric hugging her body. A sexy gown shimmered over her skin with her movement. It felt like a summer breeze had wafted through the closed bedroom window. Lyric smiled at the unexpected sensation. That was about the only thing that could make her smile today. Gorgeous, Cherise said. Cherise lingered by her daughter's bedroom door, observing. The matriarch of the Santiago clan looked as young as Lyric, but had lived as a vampire for over a century. Her blonde hair was pinned up in a 1960s beehive hairstyle with a tiny pink bow attached front and center. No matter how many centuries she lived, Lyric swore she would never get stuck in a fashion decade. I'm so glad you decided to try it on before you leave for the exchange, Cherise said. How could I resist something that is probably a dream to most? Starting before the floor-length mirror framed upon the closet door, Lyric gasped at her first sight of the gown on her body. It dazzled. She could not see her reflection, but the dress conformed to her shape and the eerie manner she'd become accustomed to when viewing clothing on her body. The gown had been made and was treasured by fairy Seely Court, fashioned from thousands of fairy-mined diamonds, each of them no larger than an ant's head. It had been sewn together with spider silk. The silk was almost invisible, and it looked as though the diamonds that lay upon her skin were droplets of water under the sun, until the skirt swung gracefully about her ankles, creating swishy waves of blinding brilliance. It was rumored to give the wearer unimaginable magic, should a fairy don the gown. Holes could be torn in the sky to reveal other worlds. Entire fairy clans could be leveled. Love, an uncommon sentiment to the fickle she, could be annihilated or made pure. On Lyric, a vampire, it would grant no such power save the sensual prowess to make men drop their jaws, stumble over their own feet, and profess true lust for one promising wink from her. She turned sideways and looked down her figure. Slender and toned, thanks to her gymnastics hobby, the gown clung to a taut stomach and her lean thigh muscles. The bodice slipped along the sides of her full breasts. She liked the tease, and yet only wielded it when necessary. A twist to check her backside showed the gown plunged to just above her derriere. Were the plunge an inch lower, it would reveal things even she preferred to keep covered. The gown, while revealing more than enough, could never keep all her secrets. Tugging her blonde hair forward to cover her left ear, she made sure her mother had not been aware of the move. You should take it off now, Cherie suggested in her quiet yet demanding tone. Wouldn't want to muss it. Of course. It does feel... Powerful. That could be the fairy dust. Take it off, dear, before you get a contact tie. Leo wore gloves when he handled that thing. The gown had once belonged to the Seely Court, yet had been stored in a security safe by Hawk's Associates, a firm that represented the paranormal nations and acted as a sort of bank and store-all for their assets. Priceless. The gown was a huge coup her brother, Leo, had stolen a week ago after her mother had requested he do so. Lyric had been surprised at Leo's easy submission to the one person he complained stifled his freedom. Yet at the same time, Cherie Santiago could squeeze a tear out of the most stalwart warrior. She was master of manipulation.
Fact was, the Santiago clan was nearly bankrupt. Charisse needed money. Fast. Pity the domineering fiancé Charisse claimed to love couldn't provide financial support. Lyric thought him worthless, but her mom did seem to genuinely love him. If it would help her mother, Lyric was in for the ride tonight, even with the danger it promised.